Ah, uh, damn English weather. Can't say we're surprised though. Um, welcome to another episode of the QuickBlog Podcast. You've got me, Shabelle from QuickBlog, as always, joined by my excellent co-host based up in Darwin, Nash. How's it, how's it all going? Thank you again yeah, for, it's been, for joining me. Yeah, it's been me. really good. Yep, it's been really good. Um, again, English weather playing spoil sports, so not happy about that, but um yeah we're just disappointed we are not angry we're just disappointed yes um and yeah it, it would have been a really really thrilling fifth mm. day finish to the test match but yeah alas yeah we'll, we'll talk about that test match um i know nash last week you said that there'll be at least one rain affected test match in the series there it was first up uh, you know, we're England. About that. It's England. It's England. Even in August, September, you know, there's always the risk of yeah. that. But but you said it right. It was shaping up to be a fantastic final, final day, and was really disappointed we didn't get to see anything. So we we will review the test and share our thoughts on the match. I thought it was quite riveting. It was quite enjoyable. It was brilliant to see Test cricket back on the TV screen. Um, we don't have this on our TV screen in Australia. It's Bangladesh, Australia. Foxtel didn't pick finally up the Australia rights. win. <laughs> Foxtel didn't even pick up the rights uh, yeah. last week when the series began. Uh, it's been chaos um, from an Australian point of view, and that series will touch on that. Australia finally getting a win. Um, even they scraped over the line, even though a third of their runs, or nearly a third of their runs, were scored in one over by Dan Christian. Um, one and, over. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, yeah, and we'll talk about you know West Indies, Pakistan coming up later in the week and then maybe look forward as well to the second in England India test. I mean let's get let's get straight into it Nash. I thought who do you think was ahead? Who do you think would be more disappointed after sort of day five? You know, before we go into the nitty-gritties for the test match, you know, there's a lot of debate on Twitter as to who was on top or you know who the rain favoured more. Who do you think you know was in the? Oh, I think position? definitely, de- definitely Endeavour on top. I mean, I would back India to score those runs. Like the way they started their second innings with uh, Rahul and Rohit Sharma, and then Pujara came in to score a you know almost mm. run a ball. Um, <laughs> I think India were definitely ahead, and India were India were going for the for the win definitely. So, I mean, they had no other choice to be honest. So, yeah, India definitely disappo- disappointed. But I I understand the second argument of, of fans where they say, oh, England would have been disappointed because, yeah, India, India have a tendency to let these games slip from their hands. Yeah. Um, we have seen that, you know, we have seen that on numerous occasions in the past few years where, again, in England, the first first test last tour uh, was a similar sort of situation where they were chasing 190 mm. and they lost by around, I think, 20, 25 runs. So, uh, we have seen that, uh, and I understand that argument. But I think this time, this time, I'm hoping and I'm expecting it to be different. Yeah. Um, learning from their mistakes of the past tours and past losses. So I would definitely go India. Um, were a lot disappointed than England. I think England were truly saved by the rain this time. I mean, that that was part of maybe the the fascination is even though you sort of you look at the scoreboard and you look at the balance of playing, you say India on top. I, I sort of agree with you with that. I felt that India were in the better position, but that doesn't mean they were going to definitely win the game. I mean, that was sort of the, the whole aspect of the fifth day and it's going to be fantastic, especially if conditions sort of were a bit cloudy and swing and seam on offer and that sort of stuff. Wickets can fall quickly, but it's a shame we didn't get to see any of that. Um, from an Indian perspective, Nash, I, I felt um, the... the yeah, you know, we talk about Jasper Bumrah. We'll touch on him in a second. And and we'll, I also want to talk about the tendency of people on social media to jump the gun too quickly about players <laughs> because after yep. the World Test Championship final, everyone was quick. Or a lot of people were quick to jump on him and say, oh, he's finished. Oh, this is that. And then, you know, you, you never sort of keep a champion down. But I thought the form of K.R. Rahul and the performance he produced in this match was was impressive. Um that's got to be a big positive from the match, don't you think? Oh, absolutely. I, I mean, you have hit the nail on the head there when you said about social media and you know, <laughs> um, fans jumping yeah. the gun with opinions around players not performing in one test match. And I think 
that's always going to happen on social media, isn't it? Because social media is sort of keyboard warriors just going at it for no reason at all. So, but it's even people um, I find with with good cricketing knowledge. Like I, I followed people or I've seen. Are you past are you talking about Sanjay Manzrekar by any no, chance? No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm just talking about your your average everyday person. Like I yeah. see a lot of good insights on social media. Well, that's hard to believe, I guess, um, given some of the things you see. There's a lot of knowledge out there. People know their stuff. So when they're quick to jump the gun and say, oh, you know, this guy didn't perform in this test match. Humans are not robots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They make mistakes, have an off game. Um, It happens. But just going on K. Rahul, I thought he showed a good fight. I thought he displayed pretty good technique. Yeah, up against a good attack in these conditions. That's a big positive because if, if you've got a K.O. Rahul in form, it just elevates India to another level, that test side. And, that, and that's what we yeah. talk about India's depth. You've got Shubman Gill, not there. Mike Agarwal, uh, concussion. It's going to be interesting to see what India do with Agarwal now. Yep. Even K.O. Rahul perform well. Um, yep. I think, I think K.L. Rahul and Rohit Sharma should obviously retain their spot yep. in the second test given the performance that they have put in into the first test. So, um, going back to your point of, you know, people putting out their expert, you know, people who have knowledge around the sport, putting out their opinions on, on social media. I think it's it, people set high standards for and high expectations from these athletes now, yeah. now more than before. And, and, and it's, it's fine. Like it's, I, I totally understand as, as a fan as well, like we expect a certain standard from these athletes because we follow them, because we love them, because we love the sport. And that, but we also have to understand that these athletes are everyday humans. Like they are not some robots made in a lab, um, uh, Rocky reference, but mm. <laughs> they, they are not, they are not some robots made in a Russian lab where they, they can just perform day in and day out because even though on days they might look like that when they do perform at their best, um, they, they are bound to have, you know, a, a day off. Like they are humans like you and us, like even when we go at work, we are bound to have a day off where we just don't feel like doing anything, but we still have to turn up and do stuff yeah. um, because it's our even, job. If, even if you want to do something, bills. even if you want to do something, put the effort in, doesn't quite work for you on a particular exactly. day or a particular game. Exactly. It happens. Um, before we touch more on Jasper Boomer's performance, I, I thought Rahit Sharma, I'm sorry to all India fans because I jinxed him uh, in the first innings <laughs> before he got us. I'm, 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 I'm somehow going to attain password to your Twitter account <laughs> and try to try, try to block you from jinxing. Oh, man. Um, yeah, I, I think uh, our good friend Adam Sutherland was was having the same impact. I think it was day four. <laughs> yeah. Um, but but I, thought, I think the, the performances of Rahit Sharma have been very uh, encouraging this summer as well because, you know, he hasn't scored the big runs, but what he's done, he's provided a platform for the team. And and I think I think for me, as 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 a fan who knows and expects a lot from him, like mm. going going back probably eight nine years when he was probably one of the worst in his worst forms of his career, you know not even reaching the double digits. I, I, I would, I'll put my hand up and say, I, I was not the biggest fan. Like I, I still like there, there are still times like I, I'm not, I'm not his biggest, biggest fan, but I, I, I do love watching him bad. So um, the standards that he has created for himself with regular performances and just the hard work that he has done over the few years, like he sets high standards. And that's why I would go back to your point, what you were saying earlier that he sets the platform, but mm. I would even go as far as saying how, for how long will he only set the platform? Like from, from right from the Australia tour, he has been putting in the performances. Like we know he is getting the starts. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he scored that beautiful hundred in tough times against England in, I think was it in Chennai um, in the second test. Yep. um, The first innings of the second test. And that's where that, that that's, that's when he did, go on and get a big hundreds but apart from that he has given the start he has scored 30s and the 40s and the 50s and then he needs to go on and get that daddy hundred that he can so we all know that he has he has three two hundreds in in one day but Mm. you know um 
and he needs to do that in test match start doing that in test match as well because yes. if he gets going if he gets to 100 i i mean imagine the workload that will be just you know there won't be any workload on the middle order if he does all the and that's all important, the isn't it? Them. Because the uh, middle order is really under a bit important. of pressure, under a yeah. bit of pressure that middle order now. Um, when you consider that you know, there's a bit of collapse in that first inning, so when Rohit does get in, it's important. You're right that he does go on, but look, there's something to build on. I've said this before. Um, it's going to be interesting to see. And and just going back to your point around social media and what people say, experts say on social media. I think <laughs> I I I read couple of interesting arguments as to why Surya Kumar Yadav should replace Chetishwar Pujara. I'm like, <laughs> have you, have you seen cricket? Have you, have you seen cricket in the last few years? I'm like, I, 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 I love Surya Kumar Yadav as someone who has played cricket with him um, back in Mumbai. It was oh, yeah, back wow, in Mumbai. Okay. Yeah. So how many sixes did he get off you? Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he, his confidence and the way he carries himself on yeah. the field when he's batting is absolutely mm. brilliant. Is is mm. on another level. He, he knows that he's you know when he's batting, he knows that he he has to get the job done. Nothing against him, but to say that he can replace Chetesh, someone someone like Chetesh or Pujara, I mean, that's just you know that's you either don't fo- have not followed cricket, have been living under a rock, or you just don't know cricket. I do believe the spotlight is on Pujara though, because you know since the. Uh, 2018-19 Australia series averaging late 20s. So, yep. you know, for his sake and, and for India, you know, they'll want him to sort of deliver. But we know the job he can do. And Yeah, and I absolutely agree. Like, the honest is on him to perform in this series and possibly in South Africa series again in, in a few yeah. months. Yeah. So, he's, and he's that important batsman in, in the, at number three. So, we know the vital number three position in test match. So he has to get the runs, but you have to also, you can also argue that he's the best batsman for India at that position right now. There's no one that can immediately replace him. At least no one looks like placing him, Mm. even though there's, you know, beautiful, technically sound batsman in, in waiting. Uh, But I don't. I don't think he. Pujara plays a key role, doesn't he? In, yeah, you know, absolutely. He's, he's proven. So I mean, Big the reason, game. the reason why batsmen like Rohit Sharma, Rishabh Pant, even to a certain extent Virat Kohli and Ajinkya Rahane can bat the way they do, is knowing that Cheteshwar Pujara is yeah. holding up at the other end when he does, mm. and that's why they can play that freely, knowing that you know he okay Pujara is there, yeah. so we can play to our strengths and play our natural game. Agree with that. Very good point. Um, onto the, the pace bowling side of things. Uh, for me, definitely the standout for India was Jasper Bumrah. And he was crucial that fourth day in, in, in you know, stalling England's momentum. He's, some of the deliveries, man, it's just, how do you play them? He's swinging the ball at searing pace. Uh, and um, both ways, at will, fantastic to see him in this sort of form. And if he continues it, I India going to be very hard to beat this series, don't you think? Absolutely. I mean, I'm, I was smiling, you know, from year yeah, to year yeah, watching yeah. just with Bumrah bowl because I absolutely love the way he bowls. And if he, if he gets that Duke's ball hooping, I mean, mm. it will be a beautiful series to watch mm. for, 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 from his point of view. So, you know, the way he wrecked havoc in Australia as well, he wasn't, I agree, he wasn't on top of his game. Like he wasn't, the way he was when he came um, mm. in Australia, but absolutely again, this first test, absolutely brilliant. Nine wickets in the test match and um, gave him a critical role because I thought, yeah, maybe, yeah, I thought a couple of the other seamers, particularly on the fourth, they didn't bowl with a lot of control. Yeah, I thought India's pace attack as a whole wasn't too bad, but they they leaked runs. I felt at yeah. a lot of times, and and, a lot of- and that's where someone like. I think that's where I would say someone like Ishan Charmal crucial, you know, yeah. His his yeah. um absence was really um apparent. So I think they need they need Ishan Sharma in that lineup. And and this I, I have nothing against the fast bowlers who did play. They have done an absolute creep. Oh, they're all job, quality but, in their own way. But yeah, I felt you know maybe it was nerves. Maybe it's just a new environment for a couple of them. Mm. And Shadow Tucker, I thought Shadow Tucker was all right. Siraj was good in yeah. stages, but. In a game like this, it's important to bowl with a lot of control. 
And I felt yeah. they were going at runs, bowling both the, sides of the wicket a little bit. Yeah. The the good thing I would say that, and it, it's been it's been going on for the last 18 months now, I would say that even not just 18 months, probably two years, um, the way these fast bowling unit carries itself on the field oh, yeah. uh, has been a massive difference in India winning test matches and test series all over all over the world because if he, if my mind immediately goes back to that 2011 to to Australia and England where we lost four nil eight nil you know, yeah that's um, right over the totos and the There's way no the fast the fastball is just resigned to the fact that they are going to go for 400 and 500 um to There's come no, no penetration exactly to come yeah. a long way in, in fact to just bowl keep bowling at the batsman on that spot even in the 90th over 80th over just keep bowling and and finally making things happen yeah. it's just brilliant to see absolutely um that's been uh, i think a big reason why india have risen in test cricket they perform better overseas because they've got a pace bowling group now that can they can match it um, with the best. And that's very, very important. Um, Jasper Bumrah leading the way. Um, before we just touch on England, uh, the decision to play Jadeja over Ashwin, very much vindicated. It was, it was sort of a, a, a reason for discussion that Ashwin was left out. I thought I was a bit surprised in a way that a great bowl like Ashwin, no room for him. But Sharul Thakur did a good job and also Jadeja with the bat, exactly what he was in the team for. Thought he was brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think uh, as I as I tweeted the other day on on the first day after I read the team list, I think I completely yeah I saw that. I, yeah. I understand why Ashwin. It, it it came as a surprise to everyone. Like it, you know, no mm. one thought that Ashwin would be. He wasn't dropped, but I was seeing suggestions from depend- people about it before the test match, and they were copying a bit of hate for it. The people yeah. who were t- the person who was tweeting it, and I can't remember who tweeted it, but I saw the suggestion that if they do play the one spinner, they should just stick to Jadeja because conditions are going to suit pace more, and you need that batting cover. Yeah, and it and proved he, and to he, be the case. Exactly, exactly. My point. That's not to and say I, Ashwin can't bat, but Jadeja is his batting is outstanding. Yeah, yeah, and and fielding. Let's oh be yeah, honest. of course, like, the fielding. Ashwin yeah, definitely. At at times, Ashwin is a liability in the field. To be mm. honest. Mm. Um, it's just a fact. Like he, he's a world class, modern day great off spinner, and he he can bat, but he's a liability in the field at times. So, and Jadeja can save you those twenty extra runs. Um, so I I completely understand why Ashwin was not not picked. I understand the rationale behind it because yeah. of you know Jadeja being the better batsman, and they have to go in with the four seamers yeah. now that. Hardik Pandya is not in the squad. Um, mm. They have to look at look at an option who can bat and bowl. So and Shadul fitted that perfectly. Yes, uh, agree with that. Um, now the another debate has been who should have won Player of the Match, Joe Root or Jasper Bumrah. Both were absolutely outstanding. Before we sort of touch on who we think should have got it. Um, I thought Joe Root's batting was outstanding in this match. I, 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 I thought that his balance at the crease with his stroke play both sides of the wicket, it looked effortless at times. And when Joe Root's out of form, you could see he falls over yep. and gets trapped LBW um, when he's out of touch. But in this game, you felt India tried to bowl really straight to him, then bowl the sucker ball outside off stump that he nailed for four through the covers or cover point on numerous occasions. And the try goes straight to him. He tuck him onto the leg side with some brilliant timing or through mid wicket. That, that was some of his best batting in a long time. Yeah. I felt he's been yeah. in great form this year, but given the circumstances, given the context of the match, given the struggles in England's batting, I thought he carried the side outstandingly well with the bat. And, and for me, the reason why I would give Joe Root, the player of the match and why he deserved to get it as good as Jasper Bumrah was is because had it not been for Joe Root, India would have won the test match well before the fifth day. Absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. And I think he was the big difference. Like yes, he, the way he batted um, that proved to be the difference on the, on the um, rain affected days. So mm. if, if India would have got rid of him early, then it was absolute shambles for England um, in the whole test match. The day, test match would have finished on probably late day three or day four. 
Um, and India would have seen a far more lead in the first innings. So yeah, he proved to be that uh, different differentiating factor. And that's so why good. he was the player of the match. I completely understand that. But having said that, I still would not read this knock better than what he played in India and Sri Lanka mm. early in the year. Okay. I would definitely yeah. read those knocks better than this because again, like, like the first test match, for, sorry, like the first test match, his his batting order was crumbling around him in, in Sri Lanka and in England, India as well. Well, in Chennai, um, I felt, I remember the pitch was very flat that, that, that first yeah. test. And yeah. I think, but England you could, you well. could argue that you could argue that the way he batted, he looked, Hmm? He made it look flat. Um, and it, I agree, it was flat, but he to negate bothers like that first, the first, yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, in in, in that, in that, in that, con- in those conditions was really crucial. And even going back to Sri Lanka, like uh, to negate balls like um, Embuldenia, who was in a who was in prime form, yes, uh, and it was absolutely brilliant, absolutely. Um, and Dom I think Sibley. he already has like thousand runs. He does. He's gone past a thousand runs. Next best is actually Dom Sibley. Next topic of conversation. Yep. Um, I think opinion is split on him as well. Uh, a lot of people saying it's just too much. He doesn't have enough stroke play. But maybe back to that Pajara point, is it a bad thing to have someone like Dom Sibley who just holds an end and allows people like Joe Root and co to play their way? You know, is the is the criticism of Dom Sibley unfair in some corners? I think, or does he need to develop more? Stroke I think he needs to or more options he needs to, to his game. Exactly, I think that's 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 what you've said is hundred percent agree. Is he he is he looks compact at the crease. He looks focused, but he doesn't have too many scoring it's, options. It's very, if, it's you very look, limited. if you look at it, it's, it's, very it's limited. limited. And I, I saw comparisons where. People c- compare him with Chetesh and Pujara, who just you know both of them just block, yeah. block, block. But if you look at Pujara, he plays he plays the shots like he hits the ball that are there to hit. It's like more, he doesn't he's more. more shy away from to, that. Particularly to his offside game than uh, Sibley has. I don't exactly. see a lot from and, Sibley on the offside at all. If you bowl outside yeah, off even, to him all day, how's he going to score? Exactly, but even even Pujara. You know that whip across his um, across across his yes. hips to the leg side. I mean, he can he can play those shots. He can play the flick on the leg side through mm-hmm. mid wicket. So he does. He has that those options as well as he can cut. He can play the straight drive. So he has range of options. He just chooses not to play that. Uh, whereas Sibley doesn't have those options, uh, and that's where I think he lacks. And as you rightly pointed out, he just needs to. Um, on the day, I think you yeah we message you messaged me that they just need to pull him outside that off stump, and that's what happened, I think. Um, and that's yeah. you know, um, and that's that's exactly that's perfectly what what they did, so, and they should, that that's the plan going forward. For sure, because I don't see how he's going to score, and then what that can do is create pressure on the batsman on at the other end, maybe a Joe Root, and if India look to build a little bit more pressure in a better way against Joe Root, that could really open the door because they, as I said before, if India get Joe Root early, there's no Stokes at the moment. This in this England batting lineup is there for the taking. It is brittle. Yep. It's brittle. And when you get someone like Zach Crawley, I've said before, the guy has talent, but yep. goodness me, he's inspiring no confidence right now. <laughs> no confidence. And yeah, I think it might be time that England just maybe give him a bit of time off and, and bring someone else in. Yeah. Um, I think he... Do you know why Ollie Pope is not playing right now? He so he injured his quadricep. He tore oh, yep, his quad in the Vitality Blast, yep. and he missed the first test. So yeah, yeah. So would you do you do you think? Uh, question for you: Do you think if Ollie Pope was for Dan Lawrence would play? Uh, no, no. I think yeah, uh, Ollie Pope would have played over Dan Lawrence uh, down at number six. Um, in terms of who England can replace. Uh, Zach Crawley with in their squad at the moment. I'm just going to have a look to see um, who they can bring because I, Zach Crawley for me is just too loose. You know, it's mm. just it does you, your number three has to be assured on off stump first yeah. and foremost, and it's not looking that way at the moment. Um, they've got Hasib Hamid in the squad. 
Would you put him at three? Oh, yes, they do. Would you they put do. him at three? Um, well, given the form he's been in, I think I, mm. I, would, I wouldn't mind taking the punt. Um, yeah, a couple of other players outside I mean, the squad that I would look at harm, in the future. What harm could it do given Dan Lawrence isn't scoring a run? I'd give Hamid a chance, to be honest. Um, and because England got to show up that number three spot, they can't afford me. I, I tweeted over the weekend with in a joking way that Joe Root puts his pads on and all his gear on when the openers <laughs> walk out to bat yeah. because, <laughs> because, you know, he's in too early, too often in that number four yep. position. They need a little bit more there. Someone like Dawid Milan, he's been good in red ball cricket before. I think England probably going to look at him in the future again. And dare I say, James Vince, I don't think he's worse than, than Zach Crawley um, going forward. So questions to look at for England again with their batting. They have to get that right. Otherwise, this series is just going to, they're going to rely too much on Joe Root. Yep. And the series is going to, um, is going to go, they're going to lose it. If, if, they're, if they're not careful. Um, just before we move on, congratulations to James Anderson for going past Anil Kumble, the third yeah, highest absolutely. taker now. What's going to come first, James Anderson's retirement or Arsenal winning a Premier League title? I told you today, Arsenal not going to win a Premier League for many years to come, but Anderson oh, is knowing, yeah. showing no signs of slowing down. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Uh, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to answer. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm going to pass that. Uh, no, it's pretty easy. James Anderson will retire first. Arsenal <laughs> won't win a Premier League for a very long time. As good as That's Jimmy great. is, um, his control, his, uh, his I, I always like how I always like how Arsenal fans are um, these, you know, just self-aware people. Like you know, where they where they stand as, uh, as a football club. I like, think. <laughs> Just because I know where we stand doesn't mean a lot of us other Arsenal fans do. But anyway, this is we'll stick to the cricket. So yeah. congratulations to James Anderson. And, and just yep. sorry, go ahead. There you go ahead. I was saying he could get to no, 700. Just, so yeah, good on him. I was just going to talk about Joe Root and the impact that he has had in this year alone. Mm. Um, why England are lacking that middle order depth? Where I just took um, took out some stats. Just in 2021, from 1st January 2021 to, to till date, Joe Root has scored 1,064 runs in nine matches, that is 18 innings, at an average of 59.11. Yep. Whereas, if you, if you had a guess, who do you guess are second and third? Second is and, Dom and Sibley. How, and how many runs? Would it's you about say? 340 or something from memory. What is so it? So now after this match, Dan Lawrence is 354 yep. from 15 innings at an average of 27. <laughs> and, and then Dom Sibley just nine runs behind him at 345 from 18 innings at an average of 21. That's unbelievable. Then it's it's Rory Burns at 314 out of 10 innings. And it's just, yeah, it's then just four numbers after that. That's all we talk about, isn't it? The reliance on Joe Root. The numbers are there. It's crazy how much Um, England rely on one player. Zach Crawley. Oh, no. 14 innings, 156 runs at an average of 11. If you, there's, and there's a if 50 you, in there. And, he, and he's, yeah, but you, that's, that's not an argument. <laughs> no, this is to say the other 10 that, are even worse. Yeah, exactly. So, other innings. Exactly. Oh, so you, he's, and he's still playing in that middle order. I mean, that is a. No, not even middle a, order, number three. Exactly. That is a brittle, oh. brittle order there. Like, yeah, England got to look at that. They have to look at that urgently because, yeah, um, you know, you rely on one player. If he's dismissed early and the rest fold like a house of cards, then you're not going to win test matches you know, no matter where you play. You know what? I, I would I would go as far as saying I would bring back Ben Folks and let him play as a, a as a keeper and then just Joe Butler as a, as a batter. Like, what harm could that's it a do? Potential, I mean, that's no. a possibility. Ben Folks is a solid batsman. I rate him as a batsman. Yeah, yeah exactly. But I mean, he's a he's a better keeper than jo- mm. Josh Butler. Like, let's be he honest. Is. So, oh yeah, yeah. He if he if he gets keeper. if he gets into the into the team, he will keep and bat. Yep. And Josh Butler can just you know not worry about keeping and just bat. And um, they could do that, but yeah, still, just, you got the the thing you got to focus on for England is the number three spot. They've got to yep. get that right. So, I mean, even if even if you put a a rock at number three. 
it's still going to do better than what Zach Crowley has, does, has done for the last few years. So I'm, I'm being harsh. Good. I'm being harsh. But his, his record outside of Pakistan games is just, it's unbelievable how bad it is. He, ha- he has an average of 11. Like, how could he play test match with an average of 11? It's not good. It's I not mean, good. I yeah. said before that, you know, he looks good on the eye. There's some, there's some something there about him, but he's at the, I think he just probably needs a bit of time away, work on his game. You know what? Mm-hmm. Having said that, as an Indian fan, Come second test match, Zach Crowley scores a 200. <laughs> <Good happen. laughs> I'll, I'll, imagine that. Yeah, I would be so pissed. I would be so pissed. Listeners come and listen to this. And Zach Crawley scores a double hundred. You can thank us for that. Um, <sighs> second test to be interesting. Lords, apparently the weather's looking good for it. We might touch on that a little bit later in the show. Um, we'll just move on to Bangladesh Australia now. The lowest, well, the slowest scoring series of all time in a series that contains a minimum of three matches, 5.86 runs per over. It's been a tough, tough, tough conditions for both sides yep. with the batting. I felt there's been some dumb batting maybe at times. Um, I think it just puts a lot of emphasis on running well between the wickets and getting those scores of 120, 130. But I still think it doesn't excuse a lot of the the cricket that Australia have played in this series and also the decision-making. I tweeted today, I'm very disappointed that I haven't seen Swepson and Zampa in the same 11. Yep. Oh, you see when Swepson, yep. they didn't pick Swepson until the series was over. It was 3-0. We couldn't win the series anymore. They picked Swepson. He absolutely demolishes them with three for 12, spinning the ball both ways. They couldn't handle him. But in that game, they didn't play Zampa. Play them both. Yeah. Bangladesh are going to struggle. Yeah. It's yeah. very difficult to play even and, the, and finger the, spinners, the finger exactly, spinners. Exactly. The pitches are, you know, low and slow. Very slow. I think, very slow. So, I think having the leg spinners that won't do any harm. I mean, what, then what, you know, already Australia are already in shambles. So, um, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's it, it has been a difficult you know, you're batting, tour for both you're, you're, of them. You're, you're, yeah. Your batting is struggling. Yeah, you know, it was the case also in the West Indies, by the way, on slightly on better pitches, but the the batting is, is is struggling. When you're not scoring runs, you need to try save as many as you can with the ball. Not discounting the likes of uh, Andrew Ty, even Nathan Ellis, Josh Hazelwood, Stark. They've all been very good. The seamers, but those conditions are demanding another spinner in your team. Yeah, yeah, very hard to get Absolutely. away. Pace Absolutely. on the ball, pace on the ball in Dakar is a complete no no. You've yeah. got to take the ball, take the pace off. But moving on, Shabelle, I mean, you know, mm. we can talk about Australia's bowling all night long, but I think what I want to focus on is, here is Australia's batting. And yeah. I, I want to get some thoughts what from batting? you. What batting? Um, exactly. Exactly. And I think it was, <laughs> I, I was, I was, I was following the match. Obviously there's no stream here in, apart from any illegal streams in Australia. So, um, wink, wink. <laughs> um, <laughs> There's, you know, I was, I was following the match on Quick Info and I think I was just after that, after Dan Christian hit those um, five sixes off Shakib, mm. I was like, oh, okay, you know, the game's done. I that was nearly a third of the target. A, yeah. Get it in a few, few overs. And I think I, 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 I went off to do something else and I came back to the, to the, um, to the, to the score and I was like, what the hell? They were six for six, 65 at, you know, at one yes. point. And I think Mitchell Marsh had just gone out in the 10th, 11th over. And I'm like, what, what's happening? Like, what, what, where did, is there anything wrong with the management? And this is a question for you. Like, what do you think is going wrong? I think we discussed this in our video that we posted mm. on YouTube a few days ago. I think after the, after Australia lost the series 3-0 and to score 105, to have that much, Trouble scoring. So it's lucky for Ashton Ager produced the gem at the end to exactly. sort of get us close to the exactly. target. Um, I, I said in the video, so to our listeners, you could go subscribe, check out Crick Blog TV on YouTube, and you can check out our video there just on Australia's struggles. But I was saying, and I, I you know, very much believe this the gap between our big bash quality and the international cricket is just too big. And I felt the decision a few years ago when Australia, you know, they, they, they landed that massive television deal, $1.2 billion, and they expanded the Big Bash into a complete home and away season. It just meant the quality yep. of the Big Bash diminished even further because the problem yep. you were having is that the Australian international cricketers were not available. Mm. Star cricketers around the world were not available. And the tournament is stretching over such a long period 
you've got to pick players from a lot of players from club cricket, from state cricket to make up teams. So then all of a sudden you're playing in a domestic tournament when you're not mixing it enough with international quality players to help improve your game further. And then you're coming into international cricket and the gap is quite big. Yeah. I think Australia have also got a, a significant problem with playing on slow pitches. It sort of scares me for the away tours of the World Test Championship. We've got tours in India, Pakistan, Sri Lanka, if I'm not mistaken. You know there's going to be spin is going to be dominant. And yep. the way we play spin is a serious issue. Um, the way we rotate strike, the way we use our feet, um, the way we, you know, a lot of the time get, get out to straight deliveries, playing for spin. There was the England... Yep. The England uh, disease that we saw in India earlier in the year, and but just from a T Twenty perspective, it's just even in New Zealand, better pitches there. We can't make it excuse about the conditions there. It's just the gap, and and yeah. I've said before as well, the finishing, serious problem. Even with our full strength team, it's from five to seven. Those positions you have to get them right. We don't have. We've got too many top order players. Yeah, not and enough. I think. I think. Um, I'll, 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 I have a few questions on the test side of things, but, but I'll finish quickly by asking you another question on the T20 international side of things have Australia. It's been what, um, the first, funnily enough, Australia played the first T20 international ever. Um, Mm. so has, it's been 2006 was the first or 2005, I think, um, so 16 years. 16 years of T20 cricket. And do you think Australia have still not figured out how to play T20 yeah, cricket okay, yeah. or, or sorry, um, or is there, is there a, sorry, this is like a threefold question. Well, number one, have Australia figured out how to play T20 or number two, have they not figured out how, how a T20 team combination goes mm. or is there anything larger at play there? Yeah, there probably is something larger applied. I don't think we've taken T20 all that seriously over the years. We've always prioritised test cricket in this country, which is fine. Yep. But when but you've you could got, argue with Big Bash. No, 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 no. From an international perspective, it's always been test cricket from, for Australia. We've always prioritised that. Big Bash, for me, the, 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 the major reason we went for that Big Bash is not to improve our T20 cricket, but it was the, the dollars the dollars yep. to Cricket Australia from the TV rights yep. deal, 100%. They didn't think, oh, yeah, let's double the big batch season because we really want to improve our T20 cricket. No, they saw the dollar signs and they went for it. I think you make a good point. We, we've never really put together a, like a, a T20 team because, you know, we've got the, the big hitters at the top and we've, we've always struggled, particularly in the yep. last few years with the finishing. You know, we had guys like Michael Hussey back in the days, magnificent finishing. We've just struggled to find middle, good middle order players in T20 cricket. Um, and that's disappointing because the guys play a lot of cricket throughout the summer. And we're in a dangerous yeah. predicament now where the big bash takes up massive part of the, uh, the season, but we're really poor in T20 cricket. And that's having an impact on the Sheffield Shield season, having an impact on our Red Bull game. Our one day season is so short. Yeah. So... Dom- I feel that I, I don't like our domestic season, the way it's structured at the moment. I don't. Yep. I don't like it. I, I miss the Big Bash being a, a short, sharp tournament. Perfect for the audience here in Australia. Get the international talent in. That's a lot better for the players in terms of developing their talent. Because even for players who don't play a match in the Big Bash, for them to be mixing with the international cricketers is going to be great for their game. But Absolutely. they don't get that opportunity and the season drags on for too long. And as I was Absolutely. saying, the gap, the gap between um, you know, the Big Bash and international cricket is just too big. And we're seeing that. We're seeing that across different conditions. Australia have lost five T20 series in a row. We've played in England, good batting pitches. We played at home against India, good batting pitches. Away to New Zealand, good batting pitches. So we can't only blame the slow pitches of uh, West Indies and Bangladesh. We've played on good pitches and still lost. And you can't even argue with, you know, those three series that you mentioned had proper full teams up, all the players. Except Um, for New Zealand. and yeah, I'll tell you, they, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what I mean had by... Finch, they still had I'll Maxwell, I think. 
They still uh, yes, they quite, did. They but we still had, had yeah, we had, had, had the test guys. Teams. We had the test guys yep. actually going to South Africa, but that series yep. was postponed. I'll tell you how we 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 prioritize test cricket. This is a T Twenty World Cup year. Yeah, and we we're playing. We were scheduled to play a series in South Africa of three tests, and a five match series in New Zealand of T Twenties at the same time. So we picked two separate squads. We picked our first choice team to go to South Africa because we still prioritize yeah. the test cricket. And yeah. we picked a sort of a lesser experienced team to go to New Zealand where yeah, we still had the likes of Stoinis, Finch, Maxwell, of course. Hmm. Um, but we still had those batting collapses throughout the yeah. series. Too inconsistent. Yeah. As soon as, and until we, we sort that out, you know, Across Absolutely. formats, not only T20, Absolutely. across formats, the depth of the batting is a really worrying thing. We need to get that Absolutely. right. Absolutely, And I think now going to the test side of things, um, I, just, I was just reading uh, an article um, from Andrew McClashen on Crick Info a couple of hours ago where mm. he interviewed Steve O'Keefe. Um, mm. And Steve O'Keefe has backed Australia's spin depth for the 2022 Asia mission. I think they have a as you rightly pointed out, they have, I think, three tours of Bangladesh, India, and Sri Lanka coming up. So they've got massive. Pakistan. They Pakistan. Got, sorry, they got Pakistan. So massive, massive mm. year, year ahead for um, Australia. And I think they have Australia haven't won a single series in subcontinent since the 1-0 win at, in Sri Lanka in 2011, which was Nathan Lyon and Nathan Lyon's debut series in which Trent Copeland also debuted along That's with him. That's right. And we had um, the great Marco Hussey in our team. Exactly. And he was amazing. Um, yeah. But since then, I think it's been all, you know, it's been all downhill since then. So mm. um, there was some light when Steve O'Keefe himself took 12 for 70 in Pune. We played um, in well in that series, where, but it's been few exactly, and far between. Mm. Steve Smith was, again, the shining light for Australia, as he's always been for a few years. So, um, but there's nothing to write home about after after Nathan Lyon, really. You can argue That's that, another you know, Mitch, Mitchell Spatson has had a breakthrough year in, 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 in his leg spin last year, but um, no one, no one wrist spin really bowling, apart from wrist spin, wrist spin bowling in test cricket is going to be a tough ask. So exactly to ask Swepson to come and take the reins and be, be the especially in the, attack, the subcontinent, especially in the subcontinent. That's why you've got to probably have him in line, of course, but after that as well, it's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, who else is putting their hand up? That's going to be you could a argue, like, yeah, like reading, reading the article with Steve O'Keefe, I think he argues that um, Ashton Agar could possibly that was a name. be in there for... That was a um, name, but he's doing know, a lot of white ball bowling, not enough red ball exactly. stuff. So red ball bowling is an, a different, completely different skill. Yeah. But I think Agar on turning pitches in the subcontinent test cricket can be very handy because he focuses on accuracy. And he's yeah. got the height to get that extra bounce as well. That could be definitely, definitely an option. Um, but going forward, a leader of the attack to replace someone like Nathan Lyon, who's going to put their hand up. We don't want to have a situation where we've got a few years gap and we can't fill the spot. Exactly. And it's, it it has happened before, before Australia found Nathan Lyon in 2011. That's what I was That's right. Four years, the Australia tried all kinds of spinners. Um, You know, there's, Jason Kredzard, there's Nathan Horitz, there's Bo Casson played at one point, if you remember him. The Cameron, Cameron left, White was leading. Left-arm Chinaman, yep. Uh, Cameron White, Steve Smith played as a leg spinner. So there's been quite a few. Uh, Marcus mm. North was a, well, played as a played, played yeah. as an off-spinner. So um, there, there, were, there were quite a few. So Australia have been through that phase and they can't they cannot let that happen again. So um, they had, they, hopefully they are preparing the, you know, um, uh, in the high performance side of things with, with young spinners coming up. So, and it's not far now that Nathan Lyon has, you know, he's almost 34. He's at the end of his career. I think um, you could argue he's still two, three more years more. So, Hopefully. and they, they, yeah, they probably have want someone to play along with him so that he can pass on the knowledge and experience. So yes. um, that's, that's why next year, important thing. Yeah. Next year, very important, isn't it? To have someone there in the team as well doing well in the spin department. So we'll wait and see a lot of questions for Australia to answer across formats. It's not just T20. Yep. Um, speaking of rain impacting matches, uh, West Indies Pakistan T20 series recently, three of the four matches were washed out. 
Um, Pakistan taking out that Series 1 nil. They engage in a two-match series with West Indies later this week. I haven't checked the weather forecast for uh, Kingston, Jamaica. But look, I see the West Indies now. I reckon they'll be very focused on the T20 World Cup. I expect Pakistan to win this Test Series. I think so. I think they'll, they'll win it. Because... Western is now, you know, when they're focused on a T20 World Cup, they want to they want to focus on that. And you saw yep. in the ODIs against Australia, they were completely off the boil. And I, I do see that happening again in the test matches. They they still haven't announced their squads. So no, I, not that I've know, seen. They, so yeah, we still can't. And, and we still knows, don't know. And who knows who they'll pick? You know, will they pick exactly up Jason Holder because they'll try to rest, maybe rest him? So it's World Test Championship points. You know, very yeah, important absolutely. that you need to. But I think I think I, I would I, I would I would disagree with you to a certain extent in terms of obviously we know West Indies are a powerhouse in T20 and they would focus on the T20 World Cup later in the year. But I think um, over the over the last couple of years, I think we have we have all seen as cricket fans a shift in paradigm in the Test match approach from West Indies, where they have been, you know focused and serious about test match cricket where you could argue a few years in between they had lost their way in terms mm. of test match cricket so you know since jason holder took the reins of captaincy i think that that fighting spirit and that you know that that seriousness about test match cricket was it came back well and i think well, look, it's there to I'm, stay i'm basing it on what they produced as well in the recent south africa series they were completely yep. blown away in both the test matches yep. pakistan also got a pretty good attack for those conditions yeah yeah yep. So the Westerners are going to have to significantly improve, you know, and I, I hope they prove me wrong and sort of um, put my doubts um, or prove my doubts wrong and uh, put on a good performance because they're going to have to be a lot better than, um, than, than yeah. what they were against the Proteas. They were sort of quite toothless. I think their top score in the series across the two matches was 160. So there's significant improvement there uh, that's needed and they need batsmen to step up big time. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I'll, I'll go, if Rain doesn't play sports, but I'll go 1-1. One, one. Okay. That'll be, yeah, that'll, that'll be a good series if that's the case. You know, I hope for a couple of good test matches there. Um, second test, we'll go. We'll just touch on England-India, uh, Lords, before we wrap up this show. Um, Lords has been, um, you know, a place where India enjoyed success in 2014. If you recall, Ishan Sharma doing well there, but then a bad defeat three years ago. Um, any changes you'd make to this India team? If Ishan Sharma's fit, I haven't, I haven't seen if he's fit or not to play. Oh, it's... Would yeah, you, if we, he's fit, if he's fit, he'll play. Um, I'm just... Over, over maybe Siraj, from, it's harsh, but... Yeah, it is harsh, but I think if he's fit, you have to take the punt and play play him over Siraj because you, even though Shardul did not do any, like he bowled well to his credit. Um, Shardul provides but a he, he's exactly, well. But also exactly what's very important, what I feel with Shan Sharma's role in this team is the Lord's slope is, can be very challenging to deal with. So you need that experience of Ishan there. Um, yeah. Sort of lead that attack. Um, looking forward having to said this. that, Having said that, actually, with the Lord's slope, I think Siraj is that yeah. Indipper can be can be oh, really lethal. It can um, be, you're right. As, especially the one the, the deliveries that go out and then that Indipper, I think it would be really, really That's interesting. That's a very good to point too. It's a very good point too. But if Ishan is fit, then it'd be very brave to leave him out. But as India showed in the first test with Boomer leading the way, and if Shami, I mean, Muhammad Shami's spot is not completely secure either. Actually, yeah. Come to think of it, so he doesn't have the best of records in England, and he can be he can leak runs in these conditions. So we just see. I expect India maybe throw up another surprise. I, you know, yeah. we usually go in all oh, the possible India eleven is this, and they'll completely throw a curveball, and we'll see what happens. But you know, Virat Kohli, his battle with James Anderson is going to be fascinating. You know. James Anderson took a 1-0 lead very quickly in this series. And it'll be interesting to see how Coley responds. It'll be interesting to see if whether Joe Root can sort of back up his amazing performance with another. Um, India's middle order, can they perform? I can't wait. You know, I, 
Yeah. Fingers crossed we get a full test match. I'm thinking we are going to see one. And I think we'll get a result in the in all four tests now. I think fingers crossed. And with yeah. you know with those three test matches after this one, the team that wins this has it as an advantage. That's going to be very important. Um, and um, we'll just see what what changes England make because you know we we, we spoke about how brittle their batting lineup is. I think they're going to have to make some changes. Yep. Um, we received just one question this week. I will uh, we'll touch on it before we end the show. Um, it's from Debussy Serangi at, at Plum underscore in front. Has the absence of Stokes affected England's performance in the first test? By the way, he averages only around 18 with the bat against India in England. His numbers with the ball are also average. Is his unavailability a really big loss? Well, a great player like this, he may have struggled in the past, but you, you know yeah. that he's capable of turning it around. And, the balance, think, and it's also the balance that he provides that team. Very yeah, important. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. And I think he, um, as you said, the balance that he provides as a, as a player, I think he's that impactful player that can change the game at any time with bowling yes. and batting and, and, and a brilliant catch or run out somewhere. So um, he's that all-around player they that miss him. England need. In the, they in miss the him big time. They miss him big yeah. time. When he's not there in that team, it just for me, I looked at it before the series. I said it gives India the edge. I said Absolutely. I thought India win the series. When I was on the fence when Stokes was was available, but since he's taken the break, I really look at India as the favourites for me in this series because it just reduces the impact of the batting so much, so much. We'll end the show with a couple of great tweets. So I wrote an article today of some of the best uh, memes and tweets from from the rain ruining day five. There were some crackers. There was one from Udit. He said. Do you know, people in England gather in huge numbers to see rain. Sometimes extra activities like two to three balls of cricket is also seen. <laughs> yeah. We've also got, that was funny. That, we've also that's got the top three most common phrases heard in England. This is from not Daniel Alexander. One, long live the queen. Two, fancy a cup of tea. And three, I think it's going to rain. Is another one, <laughs> last one from Gukirat Singil. Rain doesn't interrupt cricket in England. Cricket interrupts rain in England. So that pretty much sums it all up. And in half an hour's time from now, I'll probably watch Australia stink it up again. So Nash, we'll look forward to the week ahead. Thank you. Um, Thank you for joining me again today. And thank you to the listeners. We hope you're enjoying the podcast. Um, Thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at at CrickBogPod and as well on Instagram. Um, The same handle. And... Subscribe to us on YouTube. See some videos come out there on Crick Blog TV. Thanks everyone for listening. We'll catch you guys next week.